Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Pag Bets. Powered by Betsburts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. And I'm going to start with a very pointed question, and I wonder if anybody DM'd you or this ended up in a Discord. We've now had a 16-seed win two of the last three years. Will you be adding 16 seeds to the system? I don't know, man. I did get a DM or two. I'm like, it's so rare still. Like we could go another to find. I know, and they're, they're hard lines, and they're not that big. Like twenty to one is just not an accurate representation of that. And like we could go That's the next thirty years without degrees. another one. Yeah, it, and it was it was well played. Honestly, I was surprised that they played that well last night. Like losing by you know. 20 or 30 to even like an eight seed it's it's not a good team like it just they were ahead in that game for a while last night. i know it, it's wild they, they, like one of the one of the and i did it's not like i didn't bet on them to win their conference but it's the worst conference in the country man like they're just not a good team it's wild that's that goes to show just like sometimes everyone's oh this is mushed or like everybody's saying this so it'll never happen no dude the entire planet said purdue was overrated probably overseeded and was in danger of not making the second weekend. And sometimes group think, and everybody would just happen to be right because we didn't see it late in the season with Purdue. We saw it in the big, you know, even in the big 10 tournament to a certain degree, like there's a, there's a way to beat them. And somebody, I don't remember who had the, the poll. It was a bigger gambling account. Uh, uh, I don't remember Bobby maybe, but it was like, uh, it asked, you know, Zach, if it was, is he good at basketball or just really tall? And like really tall was winning like three to one. It's like, cause I mean, if you watch the end of that game, how many times did he have the ball in his hands, a clear rebound? Like, and you, you know, you understand this because you played ball. You were almost a walk on at a D one program. I, I hate to, you know, I hate to one up you guys, but I'm, I'm working essentially with a D one baller here. When you get a rebound as a front court player, taking it low, it's usually worst thing idea. you can do. It's the worst thing you can do. He kept I rebounding didn't... things at his fucking waist where guards can reach it. If he does this, there's almost nobody who can reach the ball. If he just puts it chin level with his elbows out and kind of crouches, I mean, he just didn't for man a man with hands of his size. It really struggled to it's... see why he lost so many rebounds. He needed to, you know, one of the drills I had before maybe. You know, things were a little bit looked over harder at the school I went to was all the big guys would um, basically be subject to being whacked in the arm um, with a broomstick if they ever took the ball below their head. Literally, one of the assistant coaches job was to walk around while they were doing drills. And if they saw a big guy take a ball below his head, he'd whack him in the arm with a stick. And it, was, it really teaches you because, again, it's yeah, like, you, you need a Pavlovian so response it's like so that. painful. I mean, and watch with, te- with technology these days, you don't even need a stick. He could you can literally put a couple of bands on their arms and just shock the shit out of a... I, I hate to say that we should be shocking college kids, but maybe I'd make a great college coach. I don't know. That's That it's, said, it I mean, was, it, at one point, like, it's funny, too, when the stadium turns and everybody's just cheering for two to lose. You know, just uh, the people that are in there during that session that are, you know, fans... It's like Rocky Four. Essentially, you, you you gain the crowd and then all the pressures on you. It's tough. Um, that said, um, Kennesaw did break my heart. Oh man, that's all I needed was to to get Kennesaw. I th- I essentially said this to my. I hate to be the guy who predicted something and tells you about it later, and then neither of them actually came through. But I looked at it. I'm like Kennesaw and Drake today. 
Like that's who I'm getting on Friday. I thought we uh, had Kennesaw. Kennesaw was like minus 600, 700 on the money line at some points. I was super close to, I never hedge, which talked me out of no. it, but I was super close to uh, clicking, clicking the opposite side there when it was like three, four to one at some point. So shame on me, but I still have some futures going. We can look at the updated odds. Obviously Princeton yeah, is a pretty big long shot. Um, Bama has moved up, obviously, with Kansas dropping out. This is the first time since 2010 that K-State has gotten further than their in-state rival, the Jayhawks. So with Kansas gone, that gives a bump to a few teams, but still Bama and Houston near the top. My Texas Longhorns, 9 or 10 to 1. I still love the Bama-Texas matchup although that texas region is not easy that's it's probably gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be some tough games ahead for my longhorns right in a row i mean unless we can see some sort of houston upset so i do think i have a chip chair and a chance there um i did like a couple of the prices i know i, I start looking at long shots and you know the long shot favorite bias always as you're looking as you look at the four regions there's final four prices up for all of them still and I start looking at the bottom. I just couldn't at the prices. They're not giving you long stuff. So I ended up just making a parlay for fun. Again, this is a, a at a book that it wouldn't be so bad if I play some bad parlays at once in a while. So I, I put Bama and Tennessee maintenance. to make maintenance. Yeah. But I actually do like this just because I, I do think Bama is just so much better than the competition. They should be priced. At a you know at a minus price essentially is how you how I will phrase it this time compared to some of the other regions that are a little more wide open, but I think they're about minus one twenty I want to say Houston being minus one fifteen feels a little short considering how good Xavier Texas is, but yeah Bama minus one twenty five I love Creighton I love your I love everyone who bet Creighton I just think this price is still a little short all things considered. And they're just yeah. that good. Plus, they have an NBA player on their roster. And then Tennessee. Jesus Christ, they're deep. Like, I, I watched some of that last game there. Uh, it felt like they were in trouble. And then it's just like, oh, they have, they have like a bench full of good players as well. I think they're one of the highest as far as bench usage, bench minutes, bench points, whatever you want to do. So, super deep team. I mean, th- these are the kind of teams that succeed. You always see like, Hey, a great individual performance on an already good team, which is kind of what you're getting with Bama, or a deep team who just throws waves at you in Tennessee. So going uh, heavy on the SEC. Wouldn't surprise us to have two, maybe even three SEC teams in the final four. Go Hogs. You know, we like to party. But excited for that. It's weird to kind of have basketball off for a bit. I think there's like a weird CBI game. Today has four games, and I could not. There's plenty of basketball on tonight. I could not. I mean, there's one. Eastern Kentucky, Indiana State starts soon. I almost laid it with Eastern or Indiana State here. Couldn't quite do it. I have no idea. And Rice, Southern Utah. Again, San Jose State, I like them in that matchup, but that's a little more than I'd want to lay. And then Charlotte, Wisconsin. No Charlotte, Milwaukee, no interest, and that's why we have basketball. We do have basketball. Just we got to watch the professionals now. And I will say, as someone that rags on college basketball, you know, 
48 weeks a year. Um, that was a pretty fun weekend. I know Thursday was, I think, a lot better than Friday. We had some great games. I mean, Furman, Furman beating Virginia, that was awesome. Like, that was just – and I know we talked about that on Friday already, but that, man, that was great. I mean, it's been a lot of fun. But let's get to the professionals. Um, the NBA, you know, of course, Andy, because there's no college basketball tonight, we've got like a 15-game NBA schedule. Everybody's playing. Oh, wait, no, there's only six. We have six games here tonight because – I don't know. I guess um, the NBA wants you to spend some time with your family and maybe not watch so much basketball. But um, a handful of games here. I've got plays in two of them. Um, you know, as I look through here, some of the other games, my Sixers, big favorites over the Bulls. All due respect to the Bulls. Joel and B crushes this team every single time they play them, and it should be a really comfortable win. Um, if you're looking for something to bet there, maybe do some sort of same-game parlay. Basically, the Sixers should have a B trying to go for MVP numbers tonight. Pip like 40-plus with like 15-plus and something else goofy like that. Um, your Minnesota Timberwolves, eight-and-a-half-point underdogs in New York. Eight-and-a-half is, is a little much, but Anthony Edwards might not play tonight, and that really is the whole thing. If Edwards is out, um, Knicks probably should be double-digit favorites, so have to wait and see how that goes. Um, you've got the Grizzlies here and um, the Mavericks. Still no Luka Doncic, still no John Morant. Do something else. Definitely don't watch that game. And then the Sacramento <laughs> Kings, five-point favorites in Utah. Makes just about sense to me, but two games here. Um, one game that I have one play in, and then one game that I guess I'm just – I didn't realize this. I have three plays in the same game, which always feels weird, but we'll start with the first one here. The Indiana Pacers visit the Charlotte Hornets and for some reason the Hornets are just two point underdogs and the total is a monst monstrous 234 and a half points lean towards the under lean towards the Pacers but when I started to look through the edge of this team total just looks great um, I had this closer to 112, 113. The Hornets have just been brutal offensively without LaMelo Ball. There is just nobody to create movement, nobody to generate opportunities. The pace is down. The, the ball sticks. There's less assists. It's just an absolute mess. So really like this team total here. Under 116, um, it looks great. Again, anything 115 or, and a half or higher looks good. I was able to get 16 and a half earlier this morning. And then the Rockets. This is just a confluence of thing of events. You know, the Golden State Warriors are on the road. That means we're betting the other team. The Houston Rockets are at home as big underdogs. That means we're taking Rockets first half and all that good stuff. I mean, it's just time and time again. This Warriors team is just brutal on the road. And not that the Rockets are very good or trying to win basketball games, really, even at this point. Um, it's just the simple fact that the Warriors have not been locked in here, and there's no reason for this. I, I wonder if we see a couple guys rest tonight, maybe lower minutes, because the Warriors could win this game with kind of half their roster, honestly. But as I look at all this, Rockets first half plus six, love that. Had that closer to three and a half, four. Rockets first half, Warriors full game plus 550 again. Just going to keep playing that anytime I have a plus 450, plus 500, somewhere in that range, and there was a 550 out there earlier. So, again, anything plus 500 or better, which a couple places have, looks good. And, um, just, you know, because the Warriors can't seem to cover a big number. They're not very Rockets good on the road is what I'm hearing. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, it's one of those things anywhere. So, I, you know, I started going through in my model. If I use Warriors home numbers, um, the Warriors are like 15-point favorites in this spot. If I use Warriors road numbers, um, they're like three-point favorites in this spot. I know that the truth lies somewhere in between that, but it's kind of what we're looking at here, depending on how you tweak things and um, also the angles you look at here. And again, as, as scared as I am to hold a Rockets full game bet, I bet the Pistons plus 10 yesterday and um, the Spurs plus nine and a half yesterday have survived that. So let's go again. Bad teams and big numbers. Let's do it, baby. I like it. 
Yeah, I've uh, I've caught wind of that. There's been a bit of an issue with the Warriors when they travel, which will be interesting because, you know, oftentimes when you play a series in the NBA playoffs, you will have to leave home, go to a different arena, a different city, and play some of the games. So at least for a few of the games, yes. Yeah. Um, kind of a not bad, horrible. Like I got my clock cleaned, my socks washed, and my bankroll hung out to dry last week i did had a really bad week betting golf i kind of just gotta you know i guess trust the process a little hasn't been great of late which is shitty but uh that nothing cures that better than a super weird event that makes no sense in match play we actually have two events this week because it's a very limited field in match play just like uh, hey you get all these emails i bet from sports books and contest sites and buddies like and they all start with the same subject line bracket busted boy you should enter our <laughs> second chance sweet 16 contest i should i'm gonna send the exact same fucking i'm gonna send it bracket busted because you can fill out a golf <laughs> bracket um of all the terrible things the pga does and they're not very good at anything they are really good at setting up a really fun contest where you can have brackets you know you you fill out a bracket league for golf which is a lot of fun. It's a little different. They do, uh, you know, they do the, the pods. It kind of, the genesis of that was Tiger Woods losing way too early one year because <clears throat> match play can be a little unpredictable and they don't want, they want to give some advantages to the top players. Can't just be knocked out by a single bad round of golf because of TV ratings and all that. Not having Tiger deep in the tournament was bad for them. So you now play in a round robin pod of four. And then those out of those teams will be your sweet 16 essentially. So mm-hmm. it's a little trickier with the brackets, but it's fun. So I'll, I'll be tweeting out a bracket league eventually. Once we get to that, the draw is nigh, I believe at a noon Eastern, I think is when they start releasing the draw. They have a draw show too, which it's, it's golf, man. I can't watch. It's like, it doesn't matter because the, the top 16 are already seated. And then the rest is pretty close. It's just kind of where the rest start to fall into it. And you can see this. All the big names are here. This is based on the OWGR. So the top 64 in those rankings get into this. I mean, just Scheffler, Rom, Rory, Collins, Spieth, Hovland, Shoffley. I mean, it's Homa. All the big names are here. The fun part about this one is taking some prices on some guys to make the final four, to make the finals. I had Hoagie. Just like one one match short at like, I think I, a pretty big number. I'm going to go back and hunt that down. I had some pretty big numbers on two or three guys I put some small units on. I'll probably employ the same strategy and then look at two or three of the favorites to put some some outright bets on. But I will wait till we actually get the draw to bet this one. And then Corrales Punta Cana is sort of an alt event. But it's going to be slightly better because you're going to get a lot of the names that played this week, uh, excuse me, at last week at Valspar that didn't get into match play, the almost like Domin, Wyndham Clark, you know, Detry. There's going to be some half-decent names down there, and it's always, it's always a fun event, too. So the best part about it is you can parlay two outrights, which is always fun because you do have two events. Only one real event in tennis this week, again, as we go for another longer tour of, uh, God, who was it? Rabakina, was that her first win since Wimbledon as far as the tournament? Yeah. I believe, 
I believe so. I can double check. She might have won a smaller event. I really, I really think that's her first since the big one at Wimbledon. She's played too much, honestly. Yeah. And congrats to her. That was huge. That was a massive tiebreaker that probably decided the match at that point. Like getting, getting that was huge. And then that was a fun match. The men's final, not nearly as fun. I mean, it was fun for me. I bet some, I bet some Carlos at like minus one twenty-five. Just an absolute pantsing of a very good tennis player in Medvedev and. Uh, yeah, he's legit. That wasn't even clay, guys. Like, I don't know what his fair price for Roland Garros should be, but it's it's pretty close to even money. I, I should look what the prices are for that right now because he is uh, he's playing on a whole different level level when the courts are playing at that sort of speed. As you know, it's not clay, but it was pretty slow. And if he can have that much time, let's let's look what we got for plus right, one seventy five. Plus Djokovic, yeah, Djokovic is the favorite at plus 150. You've got Alcaraz at plus 175. And um, to your earlier point, right back, you know, that was her third final, her first title. She made the final in Pota Rose, lost to Sidney Akova in three, made the final at the Australian Open, lost to Sabalenka in three, but um, took down uh, Sabs there in the Indian Wells final. I mean, that's what was so fun. I mean, we talked about this a little bit, I think, at some point last week, to have all the best players. Like, even on the men's side, we got a Medvedev Alcaraz final. That's awesome. On the women's side, it was Rybakina Sabalenka. Like this, it's it's just great. It's great to get to see great players um, play in big matches and big tournaments. So that was a lot of fun. Hundred percent, yeah. Good finals, and now we had two. Just, I mean, just as good. We have essentially the same level of event on the opposite coast. And if this giant seaweed bloom doesn't destroy Florida, we're gonna have a couple <laughs> good weeks of tennis down here as well with a lot of the same names. And uh, we're still in qualifying. So what are we? Uh, what are we looking at? Is this the second round of qualifying, or is this first match? Second day, first round of qualifying. Okay. Miami splits up the qualifying a little bit. So, again, similar to Indian Wells, the tournament will start in the middle of the week on Wednesday. So we'll have some outrights and stuff tomorrow. Um, start going to start looking through futures and see where those are popped up everywhere, see how we can do. Had a couple of good numbers last time, but they didn't quite work out. But we'll try again. But, yeah, as I look at qualifying today, um, already underway, so that'll be a little bit tougher here. The nice part about Indian Wells is they all start 2 p.m. Eastern, um, whereas today uh, in this event we'll be starting at 11 a.m. Eastern. So um, we'll miss out some matches, but it'll be overall pretty good. Two looks that I do have, though, this afternoon. We'll start with one that should start about 30, maybe 40 minutes after we wrap up the show here. Catherine Sebov, 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 I have no idea. Sebov. Catherine, she goes up against Jody Anna Barrage. Um, was able to scoop her this morning around minus 115. Apparently, this has moved a little bit. Would play this honestly at minus 120 or better. Um, and just simply a numbers play. You know, I, I look, my data on Sebov is. Um, a lot more impressive than what I see from Barrage. He has made some nice deep runs, but again, generally against worse competition. Um, one of the biggest things you have to do in tennis is go back and look through these results and try to figure out how good everyone is that they're playing. I mean, you still have variants in the NFL and the NBA in that way, but it's a lot tighter group. I mean, you're talking about stuff like, um, you know, um, I'm trying to go back and think through some of the exact numbers. Barrage, again, beating up on women that are in the 400s, 300s. Uh, it's just so hard to figure all that stuff out. So, um, 
again, really like this spot for Zabov. And then another match, um, Anna Karolina Shmedlova is an underdog to Emma Navarro, and I'm not really sure why. Um, went back through and looked at this, kept tweaking my numbers, and continue to have Shmedlova as a short favorite here. So, plus anything, looks pretty good. Again, you know, kind of two veterans of the tour, if you will, playing against one another. But Shmedlova, a much better level, much better numbers here. So, not really sure why they don't have her the favorite, but it's starting to move a little bit. Again, plus money at any number there. Looks pretty good. So, a couple afternoon tennis looks to kind of get you through the day of what i didn't realize how kind of barren today was sports wise a little barren is there like 20 uh, hockey games today or something that we don't know about no i mean there's we only did six have the, hockey games what are we doing we did have the draw for the frozen you know the mm. ncaa championships of hockey how many dakota draw. teams made it dakota teams all of them all of them um south east west Three Minnesota teams are all That's in the it? same region. Oh, the same yeah, region. Yeah, there's only go. there's only five. Usually, there have been years where four have made it, but three of the same region. So only one Minnesota team will be. I mean, let's assume Kinesius doesn't make it out of that region because they have to play the Gophers right off the bat. But only one Minnesota team. Um, otherwise, it's pretty loaded. We get a instant rematch with Quinnipiac, Merrimack. Like, there's some good hockey games. Uh, if you follow college hockey, that'll be fun. And yeah, CBI today, again, those prices are pretty fair. Andy might be doing a money line parlay if he just gets a, if he wants to get weird with it. I, I, I kind of still do love Indiana State. It's just, uh, although Kentucky's starting to take a little money right before tip, and it's down to six and a half, you get a pretty cheap price on that. Maybe uh, Indiana State, San Jose State money line parlay. I don't hate it. But uh, I'll be working. I'll be paying attention. Minus one twenty-five. Yeah, I'll be paying attention to the tennis that you put in because I need something to gamble on today. But I'll be working on my mock draft. Um, I don't have it complete yet. Everything is really predicated around free agency right now, and you got to start taking. You know, it's very apparent near the top. Like, hey, you have to take these top players because you have a top five pick, and these are your needs. You have to have a quarterback because you need a quarterback. But once you get a little further down, it gets a little tricky, and that's where you do start to see moves. And, I mean, even last year, we saw a distinct movement in the market based on free agency at the top pick. It was assumed that Jacksonville needed an offensive lineman. That wasn't, you know, that wasn't the case after we had some free agency. And then it quickly shifted to defenders, uh, Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker. We won't see that at the top pick because unless Carolina just ends up with Lamar or something ridiculous, uh, I'm assuming they wouldn't have the top pick after uh, they did something like that. But uh, they would, you know, there's not going to be a move like that at the near, near top, but down from like six through the rest of it, free agency matters a lot with all the cornerback and safety sightings you've seen in Detroit. You know, Minnesota adding some depth to their defense. It's, it's going to change a lot of things as far as what teams' needs actually are. So working on updating that, I will have a new mocked draft out later on today, which I'm excited about. It's hard. This is super hard to do. And like I said, the top 510 is easy. You get past that. It's a goddamn shit show, guys. What do you think is yeah. harder to do? To pick a perfect first round in the NFL, or I guess I guess a perfect bracket would be harder because you have more decisions. What would be like? Oh yeah. What would the equivalent be like trying to get in the exact first two rounds in the NFL draft? Right? Like, well, I wonder if it's so. There's more decisions you have to make in the March Madness bracket, but there's way more permutations. I would imagine the first round because literally anybody could be picked. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, like, hey, here's all the different permutations of a March Madness bracket if you flip coins. 
and here's all the realistic like permutations right. like you know it, throw out all the permutations that have two or three or four 16 seed winning you have a lot thrown out so same kind of thing goes you have to throw out a lot that don't have all the quarterbacks going in the top 10 you know it, it's still very very hard and you see some of the best mockers you know they still miss on quite a few picks and then you have i mean there's always something like hey the uh, you know the patriots are taking this chattanooga tackle <laughs> or whatever like nobody nobody really knows who this guy is hardly and nobody mocked him there so Converted you always have wild cards it's, it's impossible either way i just shoot for the most accuracy possible you can kind of game it too based on how they score things like the scoring systems are tricky um because you're trying to do the best job of telling people who actually had the best mock draft but at the same time People know the scoring systems, and I think they do game them a little because you can gain points by having person drafted within the you know a few spots of where they're going or going to the right team or being the properly like hey I said this was the third cornerback off the board he was the third cornerback off the board you get credit for that sort of thing so uh, it'll be fun to tighten this up as I go but version two out tonight let's do it I'm pumped. Let's do it. So, all right, NFL, NFL, NFL. Hit the thumbs up if you like NFL football and betting on the draft. We'll catch you here tomorrow.